You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 634. It's three weeks to Christmas. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the My Mac podcast with the G Men guy over in the good old USA, and uh, well, me over here in the UK. Ha <laughs> ha. Now, in, what, what is that? You, you said one time before it's like old something when you were talking about being from the UK. Blighty. Yeah, old Blighty. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> old no Blighty. Idea. I have good no idea blighty. what that means. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but- guy, can you see what I can see? Uh, you can then. You can. You can see tumbleweed. As I can. I'm sure everyone else can as well. No, you're not going to get those new earphones. Not before Christmas. Although Tim did tell somebody that they could be available in the next few weeks. Uh, Tim's definition of a few weeks and everybody else's definition of a few weeks could be somewhat um, different, though. Yeah, so we should maybe. have to wait and see. So Tim Robertson said they'll be they'll be along very soon then. Greetings, Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> oh, different Tim. <laughs> there are some who call me Tim. Tim. <laughs> yeah, John doesn't like that one for some reason. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I happened that one grabbed me from the very first time that you used it. Ah, uh, so what have you got going on, Gaz? Boxes, boxes, and more boxes, basically, Guy. Uh, we had a bit of a letter today giving us a little bit more confidence in the process of house moving. Whether we will be in before Christmas or not is still debatable. We've got a bit of a deadline coming up next week, so that which will tell us whether we're going to be in before Christmas or not. And on the Mac side, on my Mac side, oh, clever, or, as, clever. or as Steve would say, my back. Um, uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> Not a great deal. I have been um, looking for apps, new things to do on the Mac, but really I think it's going to be a little bit of a hiatus until we're in and I can start setting down and messing about with the um, Mac-y things again. Really at the moment, the, the majority of the Mac usage is in the morning when I wake up just to check emails and go through a few websites, you know, do a few checks on this, that, and the other, and for podcasting. But um, So I'm not doing enough with uh, any video ed- editing or photo editing. Well, I, I, I know do you're more. doing... And my, phone, and my phone is still, still, still not syncing. So I really need to pull the finger out, but that's probably going to be in the new year now because I haven't got time to mess about with Apple and get that fixed just yet, though it is frustrating. Well, you are do, you're doing the Let's Talk Apple podcast later today. I'm doing that, yeah. It's, as I say, most of it is 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 generally um, generally podcast stuff. But yeah, but, um, I was invited actually to do Chuck Joyner's um, Christmas selection, but oh, that nice. was at a, that was at a point where I couldn't do it because that was at a point when we were really on the verge of something happening, and we were almost you know, kind of ready. We're on the start line, you know, with a gun about to be 
pressed and uh, for us to go. So I couldn't, unfortunately, I couldn't do it because I think, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember now uh, that I was on that and uh, I had to decline, unfortunately, which was a shame. But um, yeah, nobody, nobody, it, nobody asked me to do podcasts. I wonder well, why. Well, that's big. I, I know they, yes, they do. I know. Bart, yes, Bart did. I did get the email from Bart to, to also do and, the, uh, the let's talk Apple podcast. And but there's at, another podcast you've been on as well. That, oh, that's true. That's true. I was on the, uh, essential Apple podcast just a yeah. few weeks ago. So don't okay. say that you don't get asked. Well, all right. And, I, and guess maybe, what? I, sh- maybe and, I should change that to serious, serious podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Chuck only asked me because he forgot. Um, <laughs> how bad I am. That is. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, and you, you ask yourself every week to come on this one. Well, that's true. And I always answer in the affirmative. <laughs> anyway, what have you been doing? Oh my goodness. Um, now, Having been a Mac user for for as long as I have, after a while, you you have a tendency to collect a few old machines because, for whatever reason, you know you get a new you get a new computer. And now on the Windows side, it's like you know let me take this old computer and right out the window, you know, get rid of it. On the Mac side, now I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it's always like maybe I'll just keep that one around for a little while, you know, just to make sure that everything is good with the new machine. <sighs> well, that basically that means that I have got Max going all the way back to the 1990s here in this house. Um, so, and you know, my wife has been kind of looking at me saying, you're going to get rid of those, you know, in, in this millennia. And uh, I always, of course, neglect to mention all of her crap. That's in the man cave because, you know, self-preservation and all that. But I wish I knew you was going to say that because I'd have had a brilliant clip to use. Oh, well, let me do it again because I can't. can't (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then we'll we'll just let that one go for now. Well, what I'm getting rid of, I've got a, um, it's a Quicksilver tower, which is a G4 tower. And way, way, way back in the day, I was given a dual G4 processor. And I, I can't remember the name of the company. I'm not even sure they're in business anymore to do a review on. So right. uh, in this Quicksilver tower, I have a dual 1.4 gigahertz G4 processor. Um, I've got like two or three laptops and the, the previous Mac Pro from 2008 that I used to use for the podcast. And I, you know, I, I had gone to Costco, which I don't know why I said their names. They're not a sponsor either, but should be, and got this folding table, this long folding table that kind of, you know, bends so that when I'm done with it, we can just put it away someplace close and set that up, dragged out all the computers last night. And this morning I was going to get ready to, to take a look at, Look at some of them. Now, one of the ones I have is actually really, really old. And it's this 300 uh, megahertz G3 desktop machine that it wasn't until I dragged it out and set it up on the table. It's like, okay, well, let me hook this up to a monitor because that was going to be the very first one. It doesn't have HDMI. It doesn't have um, DVI. It doesn't have... Uh, display port. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have any of that stuff. The only 
connection it has to go to a monitor is the really super old 15 pin connection that was Apple proprietary from back in the day. I don't have anything to hook this computer up to a, a relatively modern monitor. So that one's just kind of going into the uh, toss, toss and burn pile. Uh, the next one I looked at was the, the dual G4 Quicksilver Tower. And I haven't booted that thing up probably since 2006. Well, when I finally did, it took it a long time to, to finally get going. And at first I thought everything was okay. And then it froze up. So I restarted it, uh, used it, did some updates. It froze up again, restarted it. And when it came back up, it booted into OS nine. No, no, not OS X 10.9 OS nine from the late nineties. So I'm thinking that that drive that I had OS 10 on dead, that's gotta be a dead drive. And it's not surprising. Now, something that a lot of people don't realize with hard drives is, I mean, these are spinning discs inside of these things and there is lubricant to, to keep them going. And if you don't use them for a long time and they're just exposed to the air and all the rest of that, that lubricant can dry up and cause you problems. And I think that's what's happened with this drive. So I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to go to the trouble because I've got a ton of drives of replacing the drive and then, you know, reinstalling. I think it's, I think the last version of, of the operating system that it can take is 10.6, but I'm kind of hesitant to do that as well. Cause it only has 768 megs of Ram, but I mean, we'll yeah. see. I'm not sure what we're going to do, what I'm going to do with it. So I've got like a bunch of computers it's, that I'm, it, that I'm going to get because, rid of. Yeah. I mean, I've not got a bunch, I've got a couple of, um, Mac minis. One Mac mini is being utilized anyway. And when we move, I'll, I'll utilize that again. And I've got my old Mac mini, which I used to use as my main upstairs Mac mini, which I used to do podcasting on, which is actually sitting behind me. And I've been wondering how to utilize that, uh, in the new house and trying to think up ideas of uh, what I want to do with it. Cause I do. I think well, you could use it as a media server. Well, TV. well, the other one's being used as a media server, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, okay. So, I'm, but I might be using this for Mrs. G. Uh, there could be an area where you know, so she's got a kind of a, a, her own computer which she can go down and sit and work out while, because the the iMac's kind of mine really. She, and to be honest with you, she doesn't really like the iMac. Guess what? She what? doesn't like about the, the iMac. <laughs> Tell me, the screen's too big. Really? I Yeah, she says it's like in your face. It's just too big. You know, so it almost has to be further away. Well, if it's further away, then it makes it smaller. So you have to make the screen resolution bigger, which kind of over <laughs> wastes the point of having well no, it then over well, you're wasting the point of having a four K yeah. screen and then. So little little so, known fact, Gaz, if you if you reduce the resolution on a twenty seven inch iMac to the size that you're talking about, you can get sunburn on your face. So be very careful in doing that. <laughs> tip of the week. So that's <laughs> fine. My tip this week, go on. Oh that's if I only had a brain. Want me to do it? Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Not all my tips are true, but this one could be. If you do change the resolution on your 4K um, or 5K 
iMac, whichever one you've got, if 5K exists, and you change the resolution. If you're in danger of sunburn, keep a pot of sun cream next to your iMac. Nod's head. Hit it. That's the end of Gazzy's tips. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Shall we go on over to, we have a ton of articles over. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying we are running a bit long really, aren't we? So let's try and let's see if we can get this show under an hour. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, The first one is the. No, no, no. Can I go with the first one? I'll go with the first one. All right. Okay. Move 2C wireless Bluetooth speaker. This is a review by Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Creative's new Muvo 2C is a colorful, spelled incorrectly, Bluetooth speaker with a water-resistant, rubberized, spelled incorrectly, exterior. You can lounge near a pool and not worry about kids splashing water on it. It comes back. It comes in black, red, blue, or lime, lime green, lime green. Okay, get get the brighter unit, and you'll never misplace. Um, it even though it's, are you moving stuff around even no. though it's small enough to fit in the palm of an adult's hand creative creative's new move to um bluetooth speaker go for it go and have a look go and read sam's excellent review yeah i just added one more color there at the end thank you very much yeah satan red next up tech fan 280 Mac users 20 years ago, collecting older HUD. This ties right in with what I'm doing. Collecting older aluminum Macs in a new retro challenge begins. Also, Tim. There are some who call me Tim. Looks at a knockoff Nike band for his Apple Watch, a portable Sega Genesis system. And we go back two decades to find out what was on the mind of the average Mac user. Go on over to the website and download it to listen because it's not an article. And you can download the next item as well. It's the geekiest show ever, 238 Mike's Dark Nightmare. Oh, that is This scary. week, it is Elisa with Mike and Kevin while Melissa is still trying to get back with us. They start by discussing all the items Elisa and Mike brought in and around Black Friday sales that abounded this past weekend, which was last weekend before last. Anyway, Kevin had a great deal of restraint, but did cave in on one item. Go over, download, and take a listen. Uh, Next up, the Blue Ant Pump Mini 2 Bluetooth Wireless Sports Buds. This is a review by was Rokovich. He has continued to run and work out over the years, and he's found that his motive, his motivator has always been music to keep him going, particularly when his body starts telling him that he's run far enough, especially as he's continued to advance in years. Yeah, boy, don't I know that keeping the music going while working out and as perspiration becomes a flood. Yeah. Thanks for that, Russ, especially in hot, humid climates has been challenging at times. Blue ant has continued to provide some great headphones, earbuds that can provide the continuing motivation for someone who is into running or working out, working out outdoors at the gym or the health club. Go on over to the website and read it there. And Russ, next time, Talk about deodorant. 
<laughs> and Russ is at it again. Blue Ant Pump Soul Bluetooth Headphones. This is a review by Wasrokovich. Blue Ant continues to show how headphones should be done. And as far as he can see, they've done it again with the Pump Soul headphones, designed to be worn while the user is active or working out. Um, perspiring proof. <laughs> It says sweat here, but I change that. That's fine. And like I said, deodorant, uh, Russ, deodorant. And utilizing antimicrobial materials, the Bluetooth headphones give the user an on-the-ear experience rather than an in-the-ear dripping with sweat experience. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. And he didn't say that, folks. Go over and read Russ's full review. And again, on the listening side, Club Nintendo, the Club Nintendo podcast, level 146. Amiibo restocks, some VR talk, NES classics, short cord, and much, much more. Go on over and download and listen. Ravana in-ear three plus headphones. This is a review by Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Creatives or Ravana, I think that's how I said it before, yeah, in three plus <laughs> headphones produce sound so luminous and detailed, the experience left him feeling as though he was sitting in front of a two high-end speakers precisely spaced in a room with fine acoustics. It was hard to believe this constant Concert filling his ears was coming from earphone speakers smaller than a dime. Go over and um, read Sam's rather impressed review of uh, the Urvana in-ear 3 plus headphones. Okay, next up, it's kind of a two-parter, even though it's on no, two, yeah. two yeah, different... You do the first one. You do the first one. Well, tell what, do why, the second. why don't you just do both of those? Okay. Nemo's My Mac 2016 Holiday Gift Guide Part 1. Who's that from? <laughs> that etymon, etymon, etymotic. 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 Etymotic research. Planned mouse pads. Clever doormat. Comply foam ear tips. I think that's comply. <laughs> comply. No, comply. I prefer comply. That's okay. better. Uh, comply complies to regular normal oh can't have um, that on this show go go over to the website and read read numos numos and guess what there's Why? a nemos my mac 2016 holiday gift guide part two catalyst really? ipad case Wait, who wrote these um Jimaroski. this is nam jimo what's the message Catalyst iPad, iPad, iPad case, iMemory, <laughs> flash drive, and Deezer streaming music. Comply, comply. Um, <laughs> go over and read John's review of all of those products for your stockings. And in order to comply with uh, the, the order <laughs> that we're reading these reviews, next up is the FH007 mini speaker system and FH008 subwoofer from Ferguson Hill. This is a review by Mazgaz. Gaz, you are absolutely right. 
Gaz was really looking forward to evaluating the FH-007 mini speaker system when the company contacted MyMac.com and agreed that he, he would be the reviewer. Gaz had visited the Ferguson Hill website before he received the system and saw that they were completely different speakers compared to what he and most people are used to. The design and look of these speakers make them stand out. And if you want a conversation starter, then these will certainly produce it. Go on over to the website and read that from, um, wait, um, damn it. What's his name again? <sighs> Gazmas. That was a, that was Gazmas. No idea who he is. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, him, no. him and the, him and that side girl, I swear. I've got to say they do. You want to go over to the Ferguson Hill website, actually, and have a look at their high, high, high-end speakers. They're about 20 grand, Guy. Oh, yeah. Pocket change. <laughs> Pocket change. Well, to certain people, yes. <laughs> noir, noir, noir. Noir. Yeah. Headphones. Everything's headphones and speakers this week, isn't it? I know. Um, this is a review by Nam Gmo. This is Nam Gmo. What's the message? These headphones are alive. Alive, I tell you, alive. Alive. Your music jumps straight. I don't interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> your music jumps straight from your playback source into your ears and skull. <laughs> With Degas Labs <laughs> Noir in in ear monitor. I I E M. I must slow down. Precision. Earbuds. Our evaluation headphones are universal with a standard 3.5mm audio plug. Lightning tips. You tip units are in development for release in 2017. Get the ones that are best for you. Then rock your socks off. Go over and read John's full review. And next up, Garrison's Garrulous Grav- Gravitas. This is a Nemo Gravita. memo. No, 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 no. Gravitas. You. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are, were you going to say something else? I'm no, confused. I was just taking a sip of my beer. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Was well, as, as long as you were just interrupting me. That's uh, fine. Th- this is also from Mr. Nam. Normally. Nam Gmo. This is uh-huh. Nam Gmo. What's the message? Proper. Garrison Keller doesn't like tattoos or airplane announcements. He likes being old, cranky, and mostly healthy. He is 74 years of age and has been performing since he was 30. On Tuesday night, November 29th, he charmed and amazed a full Fox Theater audience of mostly survivors of the 60s and who probably had no idea where they were in Tucson, Arizona. We sang along in harmony with his chestnuts of Americana, laughed sporadically at his bizarre Minnesota humor, and were in unison in awe of his performance. Over two hours, solo, standing, and occasionally (laughs) resting on the stool without a pause or a drop of water, he was ours and we were his. Humor, 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 humor. Go on over Um, to the website and read that. Tech fan. I didn't mean to interrupt. Two, I'm sorry. Two, 281. <laughs> Retro Challenge 2. Tim and David. There are some who call me Tim. <laughs> oh, he just said there are some who call me Tim. 
Greetings, Tim the Enchanter. Oh, and he said Tim the Enchanter. Oh, there are see, some you who can, call me. You can do that all day. Tim. Yeah. I'm, Greetings, I'm Tim the Enchanter. Now I can't stop. <laughs> right, stop, stop, stop. Outside, go on forever. Update on the retro challenge. Fantastic Beast, Star Wars, Guy Kawasaki, Marvel movies, 17-inch MacBook Pro, WD. That's Western Digital Raspberry Pi drive. IBM Lenovo ThinkPad X41, Amazon Fire, StarTech.com 2 port, Display Port, USB KBM switch, and more. How much more can you ram into a podcast than what I've already gone through? I've already heard this. Go over and have a listen yourself. And last up for the week, I swear this is the last one. A lot of them this week. Three mm. geeky ladies holiday gift Must guide. Be Christmas <laughs> episode ninety four. No, no, that's fine. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Actually, um, I was talking. I talked to Elisa. I think it was either Monday night or Tuesday night. Who's that? Oh, that would be. Oh, damn! Now I can't find it. Where are you, Elisa? Oh, there she is. <laughs> I was talking to you. Say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. Last week on either Monday or Tuesday to give her a hand with her um, audio hijack setup. And I need to uh, get back with her and find out how that went. Anyway, uh, this has nothing to do with any of that. (laughs) Three Geeky Ladies Holiday Gift Guide Episode 94. It's, you know, the other day I was just walking down the road (laughs) and I came across Aunt Mabel. Uh, That's really got nothing to do with this podcast, has it? And you know what that means. The three geeky ladies holiday gift guide, go and download and listen. And if you would like to, uh, to write for the, mymac.com website and have Gaz and I constantly interrupt each other, all you have to do is send a sample of how you write to John Nemo. This is Nam Gmo. What's the or, message? You know, Nam, Nam Gmo. Uh, his email address is Nemo at mymac.com. Now, you all still have one more week that you can write to us and tell us what's your reason or excuse or however you want to word it for listening to this podcast. Uh, we have quite a few already, and we would love to see more of them. Uh, and Gaz, if they wanted to send it to you to tell you why, how would they do that? Well, I received an email from someone telling me that actually it was community, community payback is the reason. They listen to the <laughs> so if you've got a reason like that, please send an email to me, gaz at mymac.com or contact me on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz guy. How would people send you the reasons they have to listen so, to the show? So easy. Guy at mymac.com or over on the Twitters, Mac parrot gaz i think this is a really long section so get us out of here everybody stand by to stand by and we'll be right back yes we will that was fast i know this is mark chapel of the essential mac and the rampant mumblings podcast and this is carl madden of the mac and Four show podcast you know what carl no never met him but it's funny how many people ask no, no, no. I mean, you know what we should do? Get better writers? Well, that goes without saying. No, I think we should merge. Excuse me? Rumpet Mumblings, Essential Mac, Mac and Forth should merge. Sounds messy. No, no, no. It'll be good. We can still have all the incisive news, views and opinions of Rampant Mumblings and Essential Mac along with, well, whatever Mac and Forth has to offer. Hmm. And what should we call this new monster? Uh, I mean, venture. Well, 
it's still essentially an apple-related show, so why not... How do you like those apples? Catchy, but does it essentially sum up what an apple show should be about? All right, how about get your apples here, an apple a day, chatty apple, happy pie, oh, oh, just apple. No, we essentially need something that is more apple related. Monkey tennis. Huh? No, no, no. We just need something essentially apple that lets people know we will essentially be discussing apple related things. You knuckleheads. Just call your new podcast the Essential Apple Podcast for when people have essentially run out of good podcasts to listen to. Should have gone with monkey tennis. Like an ice-cold drink outside in the middle of a blizzard. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the middle section. I changed it there, didn't I? You the did. middle. That's the middle, the central piece of this particular show, where we go on and ramble about, well, all sort of crazy manure. stuff. Yeah. And, and there's not really a great deal of big crazy stuff that we can talk about at the moment. So we called this originally a mishmash, but Guy didn't really like that particular title. So we changed it. It's three weeks to Christmas because that's, yeah. well, correct. And the odd thing was, I was one that actually came up with the original title that I didn't like. Yeah, that's right. So you said anyway. The first story that I'm going (laughs) to talk about, guy, which I found hilarious. Apple Airport Extreme claims the top marks in a consumer grade wireless router survey. The same Airport Extreme that is rumored to be kaput. Now, Apple haven't actually said that they're not going to be making these anymore, making new ones. And I still feel that it would be a real disappointment if they do get out of this, because this is still a little bit of the complicated area for a lot of people. And their software is great. But how ironic that they actually get this award the week (laughs) after... Everybody's saying that they're getting out of the uh, the round of business. Now, yeah. Go ahead. Now that that t- I I I was thinking because I heard a couple of other podcasts talking about you know what Apple are getting out of at the moment and the fact that they're concentrating on certain areas because it obviously these areas obviously doesn't make them enough money and that that's I don't think it's a, got, I don't think it's about money. Well, let's hope it's not because if it is, that concerns me a little bit. I'd be a little bit you know. Come on, Apple. You're not just doing this for the money on this section. It's to keep the whole Apple ecosphere. It's to make sure everybody's enjoying the use of their Mac. And everybody who buys an, or not everybody, but the vast majority of people (laughs) that are buying an Apple uh, Airport Extreme think they're great. Yeah. um, They are lacking in some of the features that, that, I mean, it hasn't been updated in two or three years. Uh, that that does not mean it's not a great router or it's that so it's how, not a great well, Wi-Fi portal. Can I stop you there? Then? Can I yeah. stop you there then? Go ahead. If if it hasn't been updated in two or three years and it's getting this rating now, how good was it when it first came out? Oh, it was awesome. You know, I'm mean, even the old one that I have, which only goes up to N. I you know I I used the hell out of that thing uh, until I needed AC, and that would have meant that I either go out and get a router from Apple that has AC, which is, you know, the, the big boxy one that they have now for, you know, two to 300 bucks. Or I just use the one that, uh, 
my ISP gave to me. And I, you know, I just didn't feel like spending the money for just having a, a slightly easier to use interface. At least that, I mean, for me, now that's not to say that other people looking for a router shouldn't consider an airport, especially if you're looking for ease of setup, because I don't think there's anything easier to set up than an Apple airport extreme. I agree. I agree. I think it's, um, I think it was, it was extremely ironic and we don't know that Apple aren't stopping making these just yet. I mean, it's a fairly big hint that they could be, or they could be just changing the way they go around producing these particular devices and making the home integration, um, a little bit easier. Anyway, that was, that was before, before we get off that, um, one thing I would love to see from Apple and, you know, maybe this is along the lines of, of what, they're thinking about is uh, not just using the airport extreme as a Wi-Fi router to all the other devices in your house, but really set it up to work with home kit, set it up so that, you know, you've got either a hard drive attached to it or some, you know, or it has internal storage as a, uh, an iTunes server. You know, there's so many different ways that yeah. Apple could take yeah. it that they haven't, haven't really explored before. That, you know, all these people that were pulled off the airport extreme, maybe they're being put into HomeKit. Maybe they're being put into iTunes to kind of, you know, create. The one thing Apple really does well, or typically, is integrate all of their services for all of their devices. And something like uh, what used to be the airport extreme set up as uh, a HomeKit network or an iTunes server would fit right in with that. Agreed. 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 And let's 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 hope that they keep in that particular environment because I actually I quite like the devices. And I tell you what else I like about the devices: the fact that you can plug, um, you can plug um, audio devices into them. Yeah. And then you know have them around the house and connect to. Anyway, anyway, let's let's not. That's one of the stories that we picked up on. Another story that I picked up on um, also was. Um, I saw an article about the 15-inch MacBook Pro Mystery Connector connects to special apparatus for emergency, note, emergency data transfer. So if you have a brain dump and forget everything, you can have an emergency data transfer using this particular special apparatus now apparently apple's tool for migrating data from a 15 inch macbook pro's ssd soldered to the motherboard has been spotted according to apple insider uh it says it utilizes the unused connector and utilizes an unused connector discovered in the teardowns of the hardware um now apparently this was first spotted by nine to five mac and the tool uses a logic board holder uh, for the problematic machine with two data cables running from a central box that resembles the third generation Apple TV and may be seen in one in a U.S. Federal Communication Commission document from September. So question, have they put a connector into their devices for use by the um, agencies around the world to gather data of a difficult to get to piece of equipment in the case of a um a situation where 
the authorities need to see what's on that hard drive or have they made stuff a little bit easier for themselves in case people go in and say well i've got this machine i can't repair it i can't take the hard drive out it's not working yeah fix it what um, do you think i don't think it was set up exclusively to be used by various agencies because you know if you can if you can get to I don't want to say the root level of, of the drive, but I mean, there's lots of utilities that you can copy all the data off of a drive, whether you're actually have the passwords or not. Um, I think this is more along the lines of just making it easier for Apple to do a quick data dump to put onto another machine. If they have to replace it, you know, since these are all soldered in, I mean, that that's my feeling on it. Cool. So, well, it's, as if that's what you say, guy, I think I'm going to trust you, and I'm <laughs> yeah because my my track record is so clear. Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it is, and I, and I completely trust that that's what they're doing. You know what's best, and um... <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, well, I got well, choked up there. Yeah. Okay. Now. There's another story which um, I came across, and I don't know if you've – has anybody seen um, the Apple campus recently? Yeah, they're they're like almost done with it. The, yeah, well, it's getting quite close, isn't it? Now, there was a – I came across a story which is um, – basically, it's got a drone flyover of the Apple uh, yeah, campus. Yeah. Well, they've been doing that a, basically since they started construction. yes. I know they have, but I've kind of gone away from it, you know, because when yeah. they first started, it was all very interesting and you could see the, the layout. But now the pictures and the, the flyover, it really does look like some futuristic UFO, uh, yeah. you know, takeoff platform. Well, it's it, an amazing it's, building. It's, it's a great design. It is. It, well, it's a circle. Yeah. It's a, it's a ring. That's it. Yeah. Design at all. No, it is a great design. It is pretty impressive looking, I must say. So um, the, these links, I think, uh, that we're talking about, the items we're talking about will be in the show notes if we can remember which ones they are, because there's a few stories that we've thrown into this week's show. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is basically, it takes you to the video, it takes you to the flyover. The flyover is about four or five minutes long. I can't remember how, how long the video is. Um, and it shows you all the bits with their, especially their, they've got an underground theater or auditorium, um, which they're going to be, um, they're going to be showing. So, um, where they're going to be showing all the new gear and probably people are going to be flying in. I'm surprised I haven't got an airport, you know landing it probably got a helipad well i'm sure yeah i'm sure they have a helipad there somewhere helipad there so to bring all of the you know highfalutin uh, journalists in to do the do the <laughs> stuff okay <laughs> but it does look impressive and i was um it does I, 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 I was quite impressed with that so um now what can i say apparently the mac app store is full of scams guy what you, and, and you know what scams are? Scams sounds like... I don't like spams! Spam, spam, spam. Oh, sorry. I, I love that song. <laughs> so, scam and spam. Apparently, over the years, Apple may have improved security filters and screening process of apps into its Mac App Store. But even today, things that... Uh, even today, things the quality of fraudulent apps continue to not only 
seep through its gatekeepers, but often times outnumber the good apps. Um, what do you think? Uh, uh, scams. I think that's a bit. I think it's a bit harsh, myself. I think it's very harsh. Uh, I think it's more along the lines of you know apps meant to draw you into in-app purchases. Which isn't, which by itself is not a scam. That's, you know, this is how some developers actually make their money. Uh, why they would put in an app that doesn't have the functionality that they say it does, unless you have an in-app purchase, I don't know. But that's not necessarily a scam. I mean, the only thing, you're not out any money. You're just out a little time and, and uh, space on your, on your drive. Is is I think the uh, um, the article here goes on about it. it says it didn't take long for the publication to find scam apps on the Apple's marquee app store for Mac computers. They, you know, talk about making this piece as long as they could. However, what they've said here is a search for Microsoft Excel, for for instance, um, or, um, returns Office Bundle made by a third party. Now. That's less of a scam and more of the app developer utilizing Apple's poor search criterion, possibly. Although Office Bundle, what we don't know what's in that application for Office Bundle. It could be a tutorial which includes Microsoft Excel, in which case the search criterion is what is at not fault, but probably needs refinement here. And everybody have complained or has complained about the um, Mac App Store and probably the iOS Store search facility since it's been around. And I certainly think that they need to make sure that that's clean and gives you options to be able to search for stuff. Because if you get if you're searching for a particular app and you get one letter out of place, very often it doesn't return that app. Well, come on, Apple. You know, if you get one letter wrong, surely you can work out what it might be and bring up that, that you know, that that option. And I, I do find that that's probably what is being um, being utilized here by some people to, you know, to, to, to be able to actually get people to look at their particular apps rather than them being a scam. They're just utilizing the poor search criterion in the, in the, in the app store. What do you think? Um, I, I honestly, I think that, that who is this guy? M S mash who, who posted this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you go into the Mac app store and expect to get word or office or anything along those lines for $30, then the only person who's really being fooled is yourself. You know, I, I'm, I'm, if you, if you, I mean, anytime you're going to lay down money for an application for the love of God, you know, whether it's from an official store or not, take that extra couple of minutes to make sure that it's, it's what it is that you think it is. You know, this is, it's like with everything else, buyer beware, you know, don't, don't just assume that, you know, because it's in the Mac app store. That I mean, you're not going to get a virus from it, so it's safe to download. But you're you aren't going to get the things that you may think you're getting if you're not reading the material that's for that app a little carefully. Now, if it's if it says something in its literature, you know, yes, this is Microsoft Word or this is Microsoft Excel, and and not 
templates or how to's or anything along those lines, then yes, Apple needs to take, to take, you know, immediate action on applications like that. But if it says in the literature for that application or for that download, that it is templates or how to's or anything along those lines, well then, you know, whose fault is it at that point? You know, the, the, the person, the developer that put that into the Mac app store is being honest. And it, that's, you know, Apple can't stop them from putting in an application or using in the case, like what he's saying here, uh, little, little logos that, that resemble other logos like office word or Excel, you know, it, it's not illegitimate. So, you know, just, look at what it is you're downloading and look at what it is you're buying before you actually buy it. And then exactly. Spam, spam. Oh, you stopped it again. That, that, that's my feeling on it. I, I just don't get, you know, why people are, are so up in the air for, for something that they can easily prevent. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for me, it, it was less about this, 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 the scams, which there might, there are a few in there. There will be a few in there that, you know, we, we don't like in-app purchases and we think some of the way the in-app purchases works are in themselves scams. Um, certainly real racing three is just a absolute diabolical, uh, process of wanting you to pay money, 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 and more money. Now I, I have paid a certain amount, which I think was the value of the game. But actually, I could have spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds on that particular uh, game if I wasn't careful. And I, I think, you know, it, it is a bit of a scam the way they go around it. That's my own personal feeling on that subject. But we've spoken about that before. Now, what he mentioned here, I think, is partly to do with the way the search criteria works with with apple and the way that you search for apps in in the store um people are just making the most of it but okay, yeah but, but these cool. aren't these aren't fraudulent apps which no, is what no, he's trying to I say agree. i agree and yeah well that's that's kind of why i went down that route but yeah, yeah. i agree with you okay okay so uh, let's do one more all right so we can try and keep in time with this week's podcast now length that is <laughs> not what girth, do you think length what, <laughs> what do you think about apple's 5k display uh it's i recent it's they, it recently came on that they were gonna sell and advise that if you want a fantastic top of the range super duper screen for your new macbook which could also work as a duck. Why don't you go for LG Ultrafine 5K display, which went on sale and then promptly went off sale? Oh, really? I wasn't aware of that. Yes, yes. And they, they I think, they discounted. They gave a discount for a limited time on this particular um, display as well. But then all of a sudden, it suddenly went off sale. It went on sale, then went off sale. Now, were they, did it go off sale because they were given the discount? So they realized they were, shouldn't have been given that discount. Oh, I suddenly realized that everybody was buying for. Uh, I'm not quite sure what was going on here. This seemed to be a bit of a cock up from my point of view. But is or that Apple mis- or is that LG? I was just going to say, or a miscommunication between both the organizations. 
But I don't like the fact that Apple is starting to go down this route of saying, "Okay, yep, we don't care. We don't want to own every piece of the hardware, which they used to. Um, We're now going to go in cahoots with other companies, which they could be. And this is the sort of little. Well, this particular article we're going to put in is calling it a bit of bait and switch. But that's not really where I was going with this. I, I just think I'm not sure that moving forward the way Apple are moving forward is going to be good for them long term. And I think eventually it's going to downgrade their image and it's going to downgrade the brand. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at the article now and this is this again. Uh, who wrote this? Kirk McEwen. He's, you know, he, he, he's talking about Apple having a bait and switch. This is not an Apple bait and switch. No, no, no. Um, then he also, what else did he say? He talks about that, that, you know, somehow or another, this is, this is Apple's fault. It's like, you know what? Apple, this doesn't have Apple's brand on it. All they did was talk about it. So. You know, you want to get yeah, mad whoa, whoa, at someone. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If somebody advise, if BMW advise you to use Pirelli tires, mm-hmm. you are likely to want to go out and buy Pirelli tires. Sure. So you've got to take some responsibility there as the organization. If something goes wrong with those tires or something happens, then you're not going to be happy not only with the tire maker, but with the company that advised you to go with them. Yeah, but it's not a, it's not a default or sorry, it's not a defect from uh BMW. That's a, that's a defect well, I, from the tire maker. No, but I just said that. Were you not listening right. to me? About what? <laughs> All right. But I mean, look at the very last line that he's got here. Apple should stop this and only announce products when they know they can ship them. Which tells and, me and, right there that he doesn't understand the difference between one company and the other. And that's where I was going with – it was less about this article and less about the bait and switch, which is what I said at the start. So you're obviously not listening to a word I say, but there you go. That's, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying was I think long term this will actually degrade Apple's brand and degrade um, the attitude to people – about apple and where they where they're standing in in quality because you know they used to own everything now they're letting go bit by bit or it seems that they might be letting go bit by bit by bit and i think eventually if they're going to start advising people hey this this product is great and this is what we advise and people either can't get it or they look at it and they go it's not apple i don't care i'm going to buy something cheaper then that degrades from people's perception of Apple and the Apple quality. Well, maybe, but I think it depends on whether or not the cheaper products are being talked about on Apple's site. You know, like this, this but, 5K yeah, the monitor. Point, the point is, yeah, but the point is, Guy, it's not Apple. So what people are oh, it's LG. But if it's LG, I, I, I'm just going to go out and go um, 5K display similar to lg bot and they'll they're likely to then find in searching all sorts of alternatives and they'll see reviews on those alternatives whereas when you it's got that apple logo on it and it's got that apple connection you know they're buying it people you know it's the old water cooler effect but people do like to stick with apple products yeah and i think you know what i wish apple would have done 
I, I wish what they would have done is is taken this monitor and just branded it themselves. <laughs> Seriously, that would have that would have eliminated all now, of this. I, now, now, do you remember the the battery charger? You sure. know that little battery charger they had with the um, the Apple Silver branded um, batteries. Yeah, the double A batteries. Yeah, the double A the double A batteries. They were good batteries and they work well. They were good quality batteries. But they were actually Eneloop batteries because I found out I did a bit of research to try and get some more because, the, you know, I wanted just to buy some more of those batteries because right. I didn't want to buy another charger and another charger to get a few more batteries. And they weren't selling them separately. So I did a bit of research and found out that they were using the Eneloop ones, which are actually good quality rechargeable batteries. So I bought further sets of those. And I've got to be honest with you, I can't tell the difference between them in terms of uh, length of usage and the way they keep their charge. Well, there's there's been probably no difference at all. I mean, it's, it's the same no, no, battery. But, but, the, but what I'm saying is what I bought first of all was Apple's clever little charger and took the Apple brand. Now that's fine. And people will stick with that. But if you start saying, uh, yeah, it's an LG, have that. People will drift away. And when people start drifting away, that starts degrading your brand. And that's where I'm, I was think I was coming from and thinking about when I when I saw this particular article. Okay. I, I don't necessarily agree, but that's fine. <sighs> you don't agree with me, <laughs> not well, at all. Well, I well, don't like it when you don't agree with me. Well, see, I agree because, with that. Uh, because. My nipples explode with the <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, well, shall I get us out of here, guys? You get us out of here because I could start playing stuff and get um, put get in us in all kinds of trouble. Everyone, please stand by to stand by, and guy and Gaz or Gaz and Guy will be right back. Hey Siri, could you read the three geeky ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, Welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast and introduces Suse and Vicky. Suse says, Hello everyone. Vicky says, Hi. Elisa, want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Suse, what about the iOS camera, Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Suse, and Vicky in unison, then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Siri, the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network. When the queasy feeling and rash goes away, you shouldn't be that contagious. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome, everyone, to the Not Spam My Mac Podcast. Yeah. Have you got anything without spam in it? Well, no. Spam egg, sausage, and spam. There's not got much spam in it. I don't want any. And I agree with that. Hit it. Gases tips. That's my Most head. Gases tips. Most of Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Now I'm going to start with this one. I'm spam and spam. I'm spam and spam. I'm spam and spam. Right. Why am I going on about spam? There's been quite a lot this week, and we hope that Apple are going to fix it soon. But I, like many others, 
started to receive a couple of weeks ago spam invites in my calendar, which was really, really annoying, especially when you see it's to go and look at some oddball Chinese website invite for some webcast or so. Don't accept them. Don't decline them. You have to ignore them. They will go away eventually, but they are a pain because they could start popping up and popping up and get lots and lots and lots and lots. So where where do they come from? I mean, where do you see the invites? Is it in the calendar program? Yeah, it's in the calendar program on your phone. I haven't been getting those. Well, you're lucky. You're very lucky. I've seen three or four coming in, but I've heard lots of people complaining about them and it could start growing. So, so. There is a way to stop it initially. I think I'm going to turn this back on because it has fixed it, um, but I'm going to turn it back on and see if I start getting them again. Um, So what I had to do was to go into um, iCloud Calendar on the web. You can't do it on your iOS device or within Calendar on your Mac. You have to go onto the web and go onto Calendar in iCloud on the web. Click on the little gear item when you're in calendar on the web in the bottom left-hand corner. That will pop up some uh, a sub-menu, and the top item on there is preferences. Click on the preferences, and then you'll get um, uh, another sub-menu um, pop-up. And there is a general tab and an advanced tab. Click on the advanced tab. And then at the, at the bottom of that, it says, or near the bottom of that, it says receive event invitations as in-app notifications or email to whatever. Change that as in-app notifications to email, and then you can just basically delete them before they actually get to your calendar. I've changed it. It's it's much, I'm a bit OCD on this, so I didn't like getting invites in my calendar, which I didn't want to decline or accept. All I wanted to do was just delete it, but you can't delete it. There is a methodology which you can use, and the website I'm going to point you to actually does give you a an option to be able to move these into another calendar, which you can then delete that calendar, and it gets rid of it completely. But I thought that was a bit of a faff, to be honest with you. So I just wanted to stop the, um, the invites coming in full stop. So go onto iCloud, go into Calendar, Go onto the gear cog at the bottom left-hand corner, into preferences, click on advanced, and change your option at the bottom to email because you'll have your email in there. And then you can delete any of those invites as they as they come in. Now, I haven't actually received any emails since I've changed it. So I don't know whether there's a process in the back end which has been happening which allows these people to start sending you direct to the app. And I think that's what's been happening. So if you change it, anybody who sends you an invite will actually it'll come through your email, which is fine. I prefer, I would much prefer Apple to try and get around this to either give me the option to delete that because they don't give you an option to delete it, uh, the invite when you see it. If they get it fixed, they are looking at it because I've heard lots of people um, talking about it and Apple have actually made a a mention that they're going to get this fixed. Then you could go back in and basically turn this back to the in-app notifications. And then you won't have to worry about... Well, can I have spam instead? You mean spam, 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 Yes, you won't have to worry about it. Nod's head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. Spam!
Oh, do you have an app pick this week, Mr. Gaz? I, I do. I do. And I, let me just get rid of because I've left these in. We could have taken these bits out, couldn't we, really? We see what I'm doing. Okay, so this one, this I've picked, I've nicked this pick, actually. I've nicked it from, oh, crikey, I've got his name now. Oh, security now. Oh, oh I can't guy. remember his name. Yeah, that guy. Uh, anyway, I'll come back to his name. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm Steve, Steve, Steve. What's it? Steve something. Steve, uh, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, him. Um, He's great. Yeah, him. He's great. Um, Steve, where the podcast? Um, he came up, or he mentioned on a particular podcast. Steve Gibson. Uh, that's it. The, uh, the Gibson Research Organization. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I totally knew that and didn't just look it up. No, I bet you didn't. He pointed <laughs> me to a free, it used to be charged for, I think, but it's now free. Um, it's, a, it's a little puzzle, um, but it's a drawing. In fact, it's a bit of a drawing on a, on a wall. Uh, this has come from a British designer, I think, because it looks typically like a, a British setup here, but it may not be. Um, and what you have to do is you zoom in on this particular um this particular picture and some of the items on the picture are highlighted blue and you can interact with those items which are highlighted blue and make the picture start doing things and the aim of the process is to basically create the whole linkage to create something so i'm not going to go too deep into it um but if you if you download the app it's free have a play it's one of these where you can go in, you find an action, and you've got to make sure you get all of your actions in order. And the further you zoom in, you can see little possible clues, little bits and pieces, little clues and the way it works. And you've got to make sure that you click all of the right buttons in the right order to make the machine work properly and give you your final uh, final result. Uh, it's called Traption Bakery. Traption, T-R-A-P-T-I-O-N underscore bakery. We put the licks, links, licks, the licks, links, well, the to licks bakery, in, so you can lick it <laughs> into into the show notes. It's it's just different. It's completely different. So go over and have a look. And I think it pretty much is a British um, designer looking at some of the iconic um, pieces of industry which are on this particular picture. Like a Union Jack in the top left-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a pretty much a giveaway right there. Yeah, yeah, completely. My app pick, uh, actually, it, I don't know if this would be an app pick, a recommendation, or two app picks. Now, longtime listeners of the MyMac podcast know that both Gaz and I, and frankly, many, many podcasters out there uh, on the Mac side, use Rogue Amoeba's um, Audio Hijack 3 in the production of their podcasts. It, it's really brilliant software. And for $50, considering what it does, that that's a bargain price. The other piece, and I use this, I don't know if, if Gaz does, uh, is Loopback, which takes the promise of Soundflower and makes it make sense. Well, Audio Hijack 3 is about $50. Loopback is about $100. And I think part of that is you either have a use for something like loopback or you don't. And most people, even podcasters probably don't, but if you're looking to do multi-track audio uh, into uh, GarageBand or logic or whatever your 
you know, your DAW of choice is loopback makes that really, really easy. Now together, that's about 150 bucks. And that gives you essentially a, um, virtual mixer inside of your computer, but 150 bucks for a, a virtual mixer. That's a bit much. So what rogue amoeba has done, and I don't know how long they're going to do this is they've taken $25 off the purchase price. If you buy them together, loop back and audio hijack three, $125, which is frankly a, a pretty good price. And the only problem is, and I looked and I looked and I looked and other than on the purchase page for rogue amoeba, I could not find any links back to this offer. Um, so you have to go to just pick any of the apps, go to the purchase page, uh, and find it there. It's either going to actually pick either loopback or audio hijack three purchase pages. And you'll see, you'll probably see a link to it there. But that's $25 off two really quality pieces of software. And if you use Audio Hijack 3, chances are you may find some use for Loopback as well. So that's my recommendation. Cool. Yeah. I we have use, a people's I pick use, too. Yeah, I don't use Loopback, so I might go and have a look. Loopback is amazing, especially if you're doing multi-track. Uh, we have a people's pick from... Uh, I, well, I've, I've spoken to him. I don't think you have Warren Sklar from the Mac no, in the future I, Facebook page. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, he says that his app pick of the week is the spark email client for Mac OS and iOS. And just in case people don't like it, he said, blame it on Nam Gmo. This is Nam Gmo. What's the message? <laughs> well, it's your be, fault, John. That's, that's what right. That's right. Warren says it's your fault. So you'll find that you'll find that over there. It'll be in the show notes. If you're interested in that particular application. Now we also have some, uh, some feedback this week, some very cool. odd feedback. <laughs> yeah. Over is, in G plus. Yeah. From, uh, I'm sorry. Who's that again? Who, who put this in there? Eric Diaz. That's right. He says that Gaz almost had a planet named after him in the catalyst star Wars novel. And he actually put in a little image here and it says vault Grange and Locori now Malpez and so many other worlds. He had to bring about change. It was his obligation to alter the circumstances to which gas then says, how do you know it wasn't <laughs> and Eric Diaz came back and said, well, let's just assume it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Love this, you long time. This, too. this is what happens when you listen to this podcast, you get drawn yeah. into our, I, I'd say web of mystery, but it's more of web of hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. What about that? Yeah. Well, guess if people wanted to contact this web of hysteria, how would they do so? Easy. Send me an email, which I've suddenly got to go to put Z cards on. Um, send me an email <laughs> to gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. Guys. At mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z. M-A-Z. You can also contact both Guy and myself, Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-G-A-Z. On the Twitters. You can also send an email to <laughs> feedback. That's Feedback, F-W-E-D-B-A-C-K, at MyMac.com. We also have a Skype number. I'm yeah. just going to be relaxed. I'm just going to give it out and say no more. 
It's Skype plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Just one more time in case you didn't quite catch it first time. For like plus the one. last three hundred and fifty shows. Se- Joe, don't calm down. <laughs> Plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Guy, yes. If if somebody wanted an email from Guy, how oh. would they do it? Well, that's that's easy. That's it's so easy that it's stupid. Uh, you would. I don't even know why I said that. You what? would send that that it was <laughs> that it was that it was so easy. It was stupid. Uh, you would send me an email, guy g u i at mymac dot com, and then. To let me know that you had sent the email, you could also contact me on Twitter because my Twitter name is Mac Parrot. <laughs> That's right, Mac Parrot. <laughs> yeah, Tim gave me that name. <laughs> you bugger. <laughs> Greetings, Tim the Enchanter. Exactly. I was so enchanted I had to use it. Oh. <sighs> Uh, we're getting about to the end here, so uh, I would like to say for both Gaz and myself, thank you. Thank you all for downloading the mymac.com podcast. We are next week is going to be the 350th podcast. And granted, both of us have not been on for three, all 350 of those shows. There's been times when I haven't been here. There's been times when gas hasn't been on, but for the last nearly 350 weeks, we have been bringing you this quality, quality entertainment. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We are humbled by your continued patronage. We don't, we don't necessarily understand it, but we are humble. <laughs> we're <And> bamboozled. <laughs> we are totally bamboozled. Gaz, I think that we're good enough, smart enough, and do. La, 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 la. <laughs> Doggone it. 10,000 times a day. <laughs> People like us. I couldn't find a dog. Um, this starts off really well. Just ikuzikazun bat hirukuhun eta beragiyasha gabagiyasha hamar how painfully bistarko urunsen dinin Six three five Esan Duzu, no idea. <laughs> so all I can say is E N D. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever. The Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Oh, what? You know, and I've already forgotten the name of that website. <laughs> Did you bookmark it? What, what is it? <laughs> I'll tell you at the end of the show. Oh, no, I'm not going to do anything with it now. I just, I just wanted to make sure that I, I get it in my bookmarks. I'll keep you in suspenders. Oh, quiet. <laughs> oh, have you got a bunch of new ones? Um, yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> and she's not only really dead, she's really most sincerely dead.
What about that? Oh, joy, rapture. And listen. See, you got a bunch of new ones. I haven't. I haven't. I want to go now. I have not had time to go and look. Anything wrong? What are those from? Generous. (laughs) A man who has fought so many times, ten thousand times a day. And don't call. And don't call me generous. Twenty dollars. Boy, that was really something. What was that one? Boy, that was really something. What would you do with a brain if you had one? You know, I won't forget that if I live to be a (laughs) hundred. I, I wish I knew what those were from. They sound very familiar. Ah, well, there you go. Yes, that's why I'm going to keep it secret just for the time being. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. All that's on top. Ready? Yes. Courage. <laughs> and that's not um, the courage that um, I had the other day. I can't find it. Yeah. I haven't any courage at all. Courage. <laughs> Brain. Didn't scare myself. <laughs> Look at the cycles under my eyes. I haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> courage. <laughs> I'm sure he could give you some courage. Well, wouldn't you feel degraded to be seen in the company of a cowardly lion? Courage. Courage. 